You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Okay, I'm excited about today's podcast. She wrote a book called The Bad Bitch Business Bible. Yeah, let me say that again The Bad Bitch Business Bible. I have Lisa Carmen Wang with me. Uh, an Olympic athlete, a four-time USA national gymnast. Uh, she's in the USA Hall of Fame gymnast. Lisa, it's great to have you on the podcast. Great to be here. All right. So I, I, it was funny. I was reviewing my notes this morning for this podcast, and then that kind of hit me with that you know, the, the bad bitch business Bible. What made you write the book? Because you have a great entrepreneurial background. I want to say this to you know the the book jumps out. It's like if I'm interviewing. You know, the author came up with You Skinny Bitch, which is the number one diet bio, diet, diet book. You, you got to jump right into the book. But you do have a great, you know, you know, and you have your chops in entrepreneurship, you know, stuff. Read about Forbes and, and you know, uh, Fast Company and different things like that. But why this book? Well, I grew up my whole life as a good girl. And I talk about in this book, Good Girl Brainwashing, which is a an epidemic that affects a lot of women and especially career-driven women. And I would say, especially uh, women of color um, where this, this need to people please and be perfectionist and fit in. And we are, we are put in certain boxes where we're expected to behave a certain way in order to be successful in business, you know, to be nice, polite, pleasing, basically anything except a bitch. And uh, I, I started my career on Wall Street. I then went into Silicon Valley and entrepreneurship and venture capital. And I think one of the big things that I realized as I was going through my career is that being a good girl gets you in the door. It gets you a good job. It gets you a pat on the head. But if you really want to excel and get to that next stage in leadership, you need to learn how to be a bad bitch. And I define a bad bitch as a woman who unapologetically takes charge of her body, her boundaries, and her bank account. She knows what she wants. She says what she wants. She gets what she wants. And she walks away from disrespect. No, I, and that's why I wanted you to share the tagline because it was long. But each of those to a woman boundaries, you know, it comes greater from, from you sharing that. Hey, listen, I agree. I, I had a, a partner of mine, and I never forget. We're, we're down in the we're in our office, and I asked him something. and. And I, and he was like, yeah, no, I told the guys, you know, whatever he had given an order. And I said, but nobody's asses are moving. I said, you are ahead of this, but nobody moves when you talk. I'm like, you're not, a, <laughs> you, you know, but, but that's the whole idea. A bad bitch. When they talk, people move. Mm -hmm. In yeah. other words, leader, it, when leaders talk, people move, there's action. People understand, okay, get, get with it. I better get with it or I won't be around here. Yeah, and it, it really is about this idea of prioritizing respect over being liked, right? We can like people. And a lot of women have been taught that, oh, you must be likable and pleasing. And sure, people might like you, but a leader is someone that you respect. Someone that you follow is someone that you're like, wow, you know, they they really know what they're talking about. They have confidence. They're, they have a big vision. They're going after it. And what I teach women in this book is not to be afraid of having those big visions, those big dreams, and to ignore the haters and the critics. You're going to have them anyway. And, and you're so right about this. I, I always say, I don't care who comes to my birthday party. I've always <laughs> said, I, don't, I really don't care who comes to my funeral because 30 days from now, nobody's going to be talking about it anyway. But I want to be respected. <laughs> In other words, I want to earn your respect. I want 
you know, what, what the, you know, whatever we're working, I want you to look and go, man, I, I want to join this guy on this. Like, I want to be a part of this. I'm, I'm willing to maybe sacrifice what I was thinking and join this vision, be a part of this startup, be a part of this venture, it, 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 you know, and again, that has nothing to do with likability. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing that I really teach women in this book, and by the way, this is a book that I think would be very beneficial for men to read as well. Um, not just to give to their daughters and wives, but to understand the female it's perspective. A, it's a cheat sheet. It's a cheat sheet. It's a cheat sheet. Yeah. It's that uh, to, to start all of this, you need to learn self-respect. And you can't expect other people to respect you if you don't respect yourself, if you don't respect your boundaries. If you don't advocate for your worth, why would someone else pay you what you're worth? If you don't invest in yourself and believe yourself worthy of investment, why would anybody else invest in you? And so a, the, this Bible is really a book for anyone who's wondering, why am I not getting paid the amount that I'm, I want? Why am I not living the life that I want? Why am I not getting the respect you know, that I think I deserve? And you really then need to look in the mirror and ask, like, are you giving those things to yourself? Do you believe that about yourself? to the deepest part of your subconscious that you are worth more, that you are deserving of the best because there's definitely something, if you aren't getting that, then that means you aren't giving it to yourself yet. Yeah. Now, and I, you know, you're, you're an athlete, obviously a world-class athlete. I was a division one athlete, but, but we do share a couple of things that, that you just said, the subconscious, you tend to get what you expect and what you spend all your time thinking about what you're consumed with. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we can, you can call it a law of whatever you want. All I can tell you is this, is that as an athlete, spending time, you know, believing a, a no, you know, having that vision, being willing to put the time and the energy in to achieve at that level and to know, just to clearly know your brain, like, you know what you want. Like that, that, I think that's the one thing you get out of sports. It's very simple. If somebody asked you what you want, I want to win a, <laughs> it's a really simple objective. You know, if I don't, I'll, you know, I'll live with it, but I don't want to talk about anything but winning today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is one of the first exercises in my book is actually getting clear and defining what it is that you want, because while you're right about athletics, it's very easy. You know, this milestone, next milestones, regional state, nationals, worlds, Olympics in life. Let's talk specifically about career. It's, it's very there's no right or wrong answer, right? A lot of it is just based off of figuring out what is it that makes you light up? Um, what specifically do you want from this situation or in this next phase of your evolution? And the thing is, a lot of us don't take the time to actually sit down and ask the correct questions to help us align with the, the version of ourselves that we want to become. And when you are not fully clear on exactly what you want, it makes it very difficult to then get what you want. Yeah, I, I've always said, if you can't articulate, if you couldn't write it on the back of a business card, I, I, the illustration I use, if a genie just happened to come up to you and said, I'm going to grant you exactly what you want right now. All of us, you know, unfortunately, we default to, you know, I'd like to have a million dollars. Well, let me let you know a secret. A million dollars is not going to take you as far as you think. Okay, <laughs> so that's not the answer. It's never that. But we don't, we can't articulate it. We can't say, well, I want to do A, B, C, and D. And I'm always like, if you can't articulate it that clearly, then you don't know what it is. Your subconscious hasn't bought into it. Your actions clearly haven't bought into it because you can't even articulate it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so, so you have to, I mean, there's a lot of things I, I often get people asking me, you know, how did you build confidence? How did you like, because I started out, I was extremely introverted. I was probably like the shyest girl on the planet. I couldn't make friends. I spent all of my time in the library if I wasn't in the gym training and I just couldn't use my voice. And when I think about what is it that really helped me become the bad bitch I am today, it is about believing it until you become it. So first you need to figure out what you want to believe in. What do you, what is that version of yourself that you want to like really let your subconscious believe in? Um, and then every single day, take a step towards that and just be like, I, I already am. I already am that bitch. Okay. I already am the, that badass person that I want to be. And if you start exuding that energy, people will start getting attracted to it. But if you are still in this place of like, oh, well, I don't have enough money yet. I don't have that million dollars yet. I don't have the dream job yet. I don't have the dream body yet. You know, like none of it's going to come because it's still scarce, insecure energy. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big believer in the subconscious mind and I, I joke about this and I'll say it to my son is that all I can say is this. And, and, and this is like a really poor kid. I've owned every single vehicle I've ever wanted to own. And I live in the exact house I pictured myself living in like at 24. Mm -hmm. I remember driving through really expensive, crazy neighborhoods. And at the time I was renting like the end of a house that had like a, a you know, literally a kitchen, living room, bedroom. And I would drive through crazy expensive neighborhoods and I'd look at houses that I wanted to buy. And I wanted to have, all I can tell you is I live in that exact house, you know, 30 years later. Mm. You're a great manifesto. Yeah. You know, but, but you get consumed, you see it. And then you're like, but, but <laughs> I think the, the, the one thing is, and we get this from being an athlete. We, it's not just, oh, I would like to have this. We know that it, okay, I want this. And it's the next 23 hours and 59 minutes that matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's the work, you know, you're willing to do it. Like, I want this, but I'm also willing to do whatever it takes. Because I always say this, your subconscious mind will reject lazy. If you're lazy, mm -hmm. you're not focused. Your subconscious mind does not get tricked. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, it's really like, think of a, think of like even a, a missile or like a rocket ship, right? It's like every, every tiny movement, like a degree left or a degree right will fundamentally change the entire trajectory of that missile. And if you are laser focused on exactly the thing that you want, and you direct all your energy, all your focus into it, all of your actions, all of your thoughts, like, it is crazy how those things just manifest. They do in ways I, I keep laminated like my goal sheets and I've had them for like 20 years and I was cleaning out my, you know, a drawer and my son who's highly driven, who's worked with some of the top influencers, you know, on the planet. Um, I, I was going through them and I like showed him this one. And it, at the time it seemed so big to me and I like showed it to him and he's, and he knows that I'm 50 steps past that now. I go, but you don't understand when I set this one, it looked like it was, you know, beyond any comprehension. 
I go, that's the whole point is, is that, you, you know, when you start and you're in your twenties and you set this goal and then it's like, you know, you keep, you get that one and then you get the next one and then you get the next one. It's, it's, it's quite addictive. Yeah, absolutely. So give us some advice from your book. Why help my audience? Cause it, it, you can't give away enough advice. They'll buy the book. So <laughs> I, I just, I know that. Um, so t t give us, you know, three really good nuggets. Like if you were at a, um, if you were having dinner with um, some friends and they had a daughter there, you know, in their twenties and wanted some advice from you. Well, when you are negotiating your first job, never accept the first offer. Um, well, actually this is any, any, yeah. anywhere. Um, you, especially if you are smart, if you're driven, if you bring things to the table, the first offer is never the best offer that someone can give. In fact, 60% of women never negotiate the first offer. 55% of women lower their prices before a client ever asks. And so there is this tendency that women have to just be so, oh, so grateful that, you know, they, they finally got something, someone sees their value. So I would say the first thing is when someone puts an offer on the table, they're expecting that you're going to negotiate. I can guarantee you the guy next to you negotiated and said, try to bump it up. So the first thing is, you know, Think of negotiations as a conversation about value. Be prepared and know what you're bringing to the table and, and be willing to command more. I love that. Um, you, there's a great phrase in there that you said that's like sneaky good. It's just a conversation about your value. It, it doesn't have to be a heated, you know, we kind of picture this, you know, negotiation where you're whatever. It's just a conversation of your value. Mm-hmm. I yep. like how that's, I, I just, that's powerful. Yeah. The second thing I would say is cash, not compliments. Um, when you are uh, a young woman going through your career, you will get a lot of people who will compliment your potential, your intellect, your great team player. And this has happened so many times that sure, people will compliment you, you'll feel good, but come bonus seasons, where, where is that reflected? And then you'll get resentful if you don't actually get what you think you deserve. You're like, well, yeah, people said I did such a great job. And so you have to be your own greatest advocate. No one is going to just hand you, you know, a bigger bonus because you've done a good job. And a lot of times the willingness to stand up, this again goes into, because so much of this, you know, money is about exchanges of value and values it, in it, cash, it, you know? It directly reflects what they think of you. Let me let you in a secret. It's what they'll write a check for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like really don't let someone butter you up with compliments and then forget about the cash. You know, that includes, you might get a title bump, but if that title bump needs to come with an increase in cash too. And so sometimes if you are in a place, you know, that isn't, there's a lot of shady things that happen in business. And so this is a book that's really like, you know, you take care of yourself, you do the hard work, you should get the compensation and make sure you stand up for yourself in those moments and don't get blinded by, you know, pretty compliments. <laughs> I, I always say, you know, put up or shut up. Yeah. <laughs> put, put up or shut up. I love it. Yeah. I have Lisa Carmen Wang with me here today. She is the author of Bad Bitch, uh, the Bad Bitch Business Bible, and she's the founder of the Bad Bitch Empire. How can my audience connect with you, Lisa, and obviously get your book? Yeah, you can follow me at lisacarmenwang.com. 
well, Lisa Carmen Wang everywhere and find me personally at lisacarmenwang.com and you can visit badbitchempire.com to get the book or on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, anywhere where books are sold. Audience, I want you to, to kind of, we're going to do a quick recap of what I hope you learned. You got your value of this book times like two zeros in her first thing, because I've interviewed hundreds of guests. I've never had one yet tell you to reject the first offer. Yet I always, I've told my son that. I've never shared it on the podcast, but I told him, I said, just keep, keep a still face. Don't look like you, I don't even care if it's better than what you thought. Don't say a word and just come back with, is that really what you were thinking? You know, just some way of just opening up. So, so that is that the kind of the final what you were thinking? You know, I always tell Michael, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's twenty thousand dollars more than what you think. And I, I love how you share that because I've never shared it on this podcast. I've never had anybody share it. And to me, that's that right there was worth the price of admission. And and I love it. You know, put up the cash. Show show. You know, don't pat me on the back. Write me a check. You know, uh, give me some equity in that company. I I, lo I love that. Again, I have Lisa Carmen Wang with me today. I strongly encourage you to get the book. Um, audience, thank you so much for listening. Podcast is brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company. The podcast continues to do beyond anything I ever imagined, spending most of the year number one at uh, the number one marketing podcast. So thank you again. We will talk again soon.